This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge number two, and I'm here speaking on the level with Chris Hewson. Chris, why don't we start out, just give me your full name, the name of your home blue lodge, and any offices or titles you might have connected to that lodge. Sure. I'm from Wayfarers 50 here in uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm currently the senior warden and the chair of the education committee. We have uh, about seven or eight years now been doing a Educate a monthly education class, and I'm now the teacher of it oh, for, cool. for the last year. Well, and your phone name, Christopher Houston. Christopher Houston. Okay. And how long have you been a Mason? Where Where were you raised, and how long have you been a Mason? I, I was raised here at, at Wayfarers back in June 2013. Okay. So wow, pretty pretty new. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's what was kind of weird about when I became the, the teacher of education education night because I'm still. I was always a quiet kid in the in the class. Right. So and you've been you're coming up on your three year anniversary here. Pretty much, if I'm lucky. I don't know. What and senior warden, does that mean you may be worshipful master next year? Uh, probably. <laughs> wow. So quick three quick induction there for you, man. You yeah. got in and you got uh, put in a seat to take it. Yes, I, I when I came in, I you know I I guess I represented myself well. Um, six months after I was raised, oh, a week after I was raised, I became part of the third degree, the third degree. Uh, Crew, and so I, until tonight, I've never actually seen a third degree. Oh wow! All of me raised to just being part of the actual team. Yeah, you see, so you're visiting us here at Arizona Lodge Number Two in the Temple Building in downtown Phoenix. Yes. And you said tonight was your first time here. Yes. And as you said, your first time seeing a third no, degree. No, technically my second time in this building. In the building. Okay. Yes. First time at Lodge Arizona Lodge Number yes. Two. Yes. Okay. Yes. When have you been here before? Um, it was before I was amazing. Really? I was looking at lodges. <laughs> So you came down, got a tour. No, I just kind of walked in. I like a. Uh, I don't know if that was the number two. I don't remember what day it was, but I, I, I walked it was before I became a Mason. I this was back in probably 2012, maybe late 2011. I I walked. I was I was done. That was probably 2012. Um, I was actually on a travel assignment in Yuma. I went to Yuma just to see what it's about. I wasn't amazing yet, just to talk to people. And then I went to, I came here and I kind of talked to some people during the dinner time before the stay, I didn't say I mean. Um, I was living very close to Wayfarers and I saw on their website they had an education night open to Masons and non-Masons. And that's why I went to do it. I, I passed over Wayfarers a lot because I knew the area was kind of a bad area. Right, right. So do you remember... How old are you, first of all? I'm 33. 33, okay. Do you remember how old you were or when you first heard of this thing called Freemasonry? Probably when I was 20 or 21. Uh, I'm LDS, and I serve in a mission over in uh, in South Carolina. Now, the South is, is Masonry is big in the South. Um, I, I, I would go to dozens of little small, of little point towns, and there's a you know, Main Street, a Center Street, and we saw a lot somewhere. Uh, I served half my mission around Florence and the other half around Greenville, and I came across many Masons there. That's when I was first introduced to it, kind of the lore behind it, and so forth. When I first came to Arizona, I came, I went from, I came from Washington State, where I was born and raised, to South Carolina at this mission, and I came home here to Phoenix or Mesa, Arizona. Um, I actually ended up visiting, this was back in 2002, I ended up visiting, well, what I know is, over into a lodge, remember, mm-hmm. remember it. I visited there just to, and a guy actually gave me a petition, signed it. Right? Well, way back in 2002, yeah. a long time ago. Okay. He gave me a petition, he signed it, and I never had someone, anyone else to sign. But back then, um, yeah, when I came home on my mission, I had literally $100 to my name. And 
a, I was working at Jiffy Lube trying to pay for school and like next semester of school and $125 was a lot of money for me at the time. Right. Not as much right now. Right. I probably made that much just today at least. I'm just doing it for a few hours of work. So in 2002, you looked into it, uh, but it sounds like you really got serious in 2011, 2012. It was 2011, like, like late. And yeah, I was like, you know what? It's time to pursue my uh, my goal of masonry. And you started, did you start going to lodges again, or had you already picked out uh, Wayfarers as the, where you wanted to go? No, I, I over, it was one of the first ones, but I kind of overlooked it. For a lot of well, just because I knew the area. I'm like, oh, it's kind of a crappy area. It's kind of poor around that area, so... Um, I came to this building. I, I didn't know no one else had any other things to kind of visit. I, when I went to Yuma, I would visit their lodge, but then I came to the Wayfarers Education Night. And most of the people in my, actually, almost everyone in the officer's line, except for maybe one, maybe, uh, is a de facto graduate of the Education Night. We go there, you get to meet with people for six months, you know, for a few months. Uh, for me, it was about 10 months. I started in January. And I started going in October, I think September, October, I actually have a petition and get people signed. So you went to education every night, learned a lot, did your six months, and then yeah. like, you know what, I like these guys, you got to know people there. Yeah, well, I don't know if I liked them. I just knew them. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I mean, I do like them. Yeah, yeah. I do like them. Um, after that, we were, kind of, we were okay, we first a very small lodge. And so I was asked after six months if I wanted to be the this, this senior deacon, no, the junior deacon. So I skipped, I skipped most of, you know, the other, you know, the steward and all that. And I think my, my qualifications was I actually attended Lodge and I'm a Master Mason and I have a pulse. <laughs> Hence, I'm now junior, de- I'm now junior deacon. Um, so 2014 was senior, my junior deacon year. Uh, 2014, 2015, I served the first um, from September, from January to, to the break. Until I guess I guess August, where the what was it? So so the senior senior deacon, so the senior deacon last year, until September, where I was made the well the junior deacon the junior warden uh, left I had to, to step out. So and I was already proficient enough to be. So I was bumped up to the senior junior warden junior warden spot. Um, so pretty quickly moving through those chairs. Yes. So what is it, uh, going back to when you, I guess, were in uh, uh, the South and looking at lodges, what was it that, that attracted you to masonry that made you want to join? Well, there is a history of between the, the, the original leaders of the Elders Church who, who were actually masons. Joseph Smith was a mason. Hiram Smith was the original master. One of the first buildings built in Nauvoo, when in the moment settled there, was a, it was a Masonic building where they held Church, meet, church meetings, Masonic meetings, as well as actual temple meetings. Um, there are there, is, there are several similarities between the temple endowment and Masonic um, uh, ceremonies. Right. Um, now the, the symbolism is actually different, different, but there are a lot of similarities between them. So, so history similarities. There was a history. Yeah. That really drew you in. That was that was kind of like a, a beginning part of it. Any any of your family members or any family history in masonry? Um, from my dad's side, I don't know. I think my godfather was a shriner, as well. I was told. Um, my from my mother's side, which is the LDS side, they go all the way back to the beginning of the church, back in the eighteen thirties and forties. Um, I assume they were some of them were just based on 
the uh, what the, what happened was all became leaders of church were were masons. A lot of men in general were were, were masons, but I don't have any direct uh, um, actual hardcore knowledge that they were. You know, one of the things you can do is if you know towns your family lived in, you can always write to those lodges, and if yeah. they have records, they'll they'll share them with you. Yeah, I, I don't exactly remember. I, I remember. Remember, one of my ancestors actually came from South Carolina, oh. um, and that's I think where he actually joined the church and left and freed his slaves. Oh wow! And I think he, I think he went dead many freed slaves. So what is it? Any any of your friends? Do you have friends that before you joined? I guess do you have friends or other people from church or anybody that were in Masonry or no? Nope. No. You just decided this is something I want to do and no, I'm going to go pursue it. Something I want to do. Um, there was a guy on my mission that. Um, there were several people. One was uh, was was an inactive member of the church, and I talked with him, and he was actually about to become a worship master, but due to illness, had had to drop out of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talked a lot about it and things like that. He said he told me if, you, if I had a petition, he would sign it. So I know once you get into the line, typically once you yeah. get in, there's a lot of there's a lot of work, there's a lot yeah. of things to do. And what was it that? that kept you there and you didn't turn around and go running, you said, all right, you know what? I'm going to stick around. These guys look like they need some help or I can do some good here maybe. Yeah. What was it that kept you sticking around? Um, it, is, it is I wanted to, to serve and to grow, to serve other people and to grow as a person. I've told even my can't, my, my, I've actually coached the candidate through the degrees. Um, one of the things I told him is that I was perfectly content when I joined, I was perfectly content to come to state meetings, cover degrees, you know, read, you know, read some Masonic literature, grow Masonically and, and just kind of still on sidelines. I was perfectly content with that. <laughs> and then they threw me into, you know, junior warden, senior warden, and then I was only senior warden for a few months. And then, well, junior warden for a few months, and now I was going to senior warden. Okay. So, you know, maybe I'll actually serve a full year this time without being <laughs> promoted or whatever. So I figured this year, I'm like, oh, I got to go over junior warden and senior warden and work for master stuff in one year. So you can get your cards. Yeah, I got two of them right now. Oh, you got your junior and senior, okay. And I'm still working on Master Mason, and I'm working on the, I'm actually working on the Master Mason ritual, I mean, the uh, lecture. So what, what, uh, tell me, you've been in, coming up on three years, any, this is your first visitation, official visitation here? To Arizona, which is. Arizona, so you visited other lodges? Yeah, I visited, I visited Scottsdale a few times. I was just in Scottsdale last week uh, for the the second time I saw a military degree. Oh, cool. First time was with my candidate last year. He was a fellow craft, and this time was with someone else, another candidate, but he was a fellow craft, too. I told him, like, the day before, I was like, hey, was no. I told him, well, two days, a day will last, our last day me, a week ago. Um, I said, hey, you know, there's a military degree. If you're fine, you should go. And the next day, if I found there was one, and I told him about it, and he was able to come. So, last Thursday, I went to a military degree with another fellow craft. That's cool. I've only seen one military degree. Have you traveled out of state at all yet? Not yet. I yeah. I did. I went to a nursing conference in Colorado. Um, I looked in the lodges there, um, and I just didn't get around to doing it. I did the same thing last year with another big week long nursing conference. Um, one of the I think weaknesses of I went, to, I went to San Diego. I would say one of the weaknesses there was their websites were not very well updated. Uh, it's hard to get information on lodge nights and visitation. Yeah, the, the web, yes, the websites themselves were just not well done as much. They're kind of old, and I even sent out several emails and got no replies. And this was like a week or two before. Um, unlike 
you know, I don't want to say like better than California, but where's our websites are actually fantastic websites for the most part. <laughs> it was the number two as I said, a very good website. Um, which was, I know has a good website because we won an award for the last week at launch. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We first had a very nice update website and that's why I was able to find out what we're doing there. Um, actually a lot of webs a lot of websites in Arizona in the Valley have very good websites. Yep. A lot of do. So it's always very easy, and even the, even the ground logic is easier than easier to uh, maneuver. Is there anything different about Masonry now? You've been in for three years. Anything you didn't expect? I really didn't expect to be in a leadership position. I was going to go sit in Blue Lodge and join the York Rite, and then join the Scottish Rite. I joined the York Rite, and I, that's where I met. I seen uh, Brother Bill a few times. Oh, Bill Gerard? Yeah. Yep. We're going to read Bill, yeah. So I did the outdoor degree last year. With the Mark Mason degree, and then I, went to, I finished up the next Templar in December. And I thought, you know, I'm doing, doing the Scotch Rite and the Shriner and Eastern Stars. And at this point, I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm too busy with Blue Lodge. And even with the Yogi Rite people, I told them, because um, one of, one of uh, Doug, Doug Robertson is very big in the Yogi Rite. Uh, I even told him, I'm not going to be that active in Yogi Rite. I'm too busy here. Now, sometimes that's good. I've talked to brothers who said their goal was to first sit through the line and the chairs and go through Blue Lodge, and then once they get that and master all that, then expand to go out to maybe Scottish Rite, York Rite, some of the other yeah. independent bodies. I thought I would do it right away. But I thought I'd, I thought I'd just uh, follow some other advice and just sit and chill for a year or so. And, join. and I did join the York Rite. I haven't joined the Scottish Rite or Shriners, but even though I've been, I've been kind of recruited, I guess, I've been average, you know, advertised. Can you think of any of your favorite memories so far in the last three years, uh, something that sticks out to you that was really memorable? Uh, I've enjoyed every masturbation degree that I participated in. Um, and also just um, being part of the, teaching the class that I used to sit in. Education. Education, right? yeah. Um, it's been a big, it's been going on. It started with, with Ron Watkins and Gene Hoff about seven or eight years ago. And they were the teachers, and now it kind of moved on to someone else, which moved on to to me. Once he became worship master, um, it's actually been very it's been a very stressful time, but also time for me to, to really grow and learn. I mean, I learn technology when I present myself, when I present design material. Have you had a, had you had a history in teaching or presenting or anything like that before? <laughs> well, my, my profession is a nurse. And one of our jobs is to educate, educate patients. patients right. um, not, you know, I haven't really done much formal, formal teaching, but it's a it's a job description of nurse is that we are teachers to our patients. And so, like you said, you're able to take those skills and hone them and use them in a different kind of, way. I, I had a lot of sometimes I would actually prepare like several weeks in advance. Sometimes I did a lot of the preparation work the day of. And I would try to find a good happy medium between that. And I had a lot of fun with it. We usually would just sit down and, you know, we, we post the article online or a book chapter. Usually I start with the builders and brothers of builders and then one of Ron Watkins' uh, one of Ron Watkins' papers. And then we just start with the new book, The Great Use of Masonry, which will take us about a year or two to do. Those are twenty-four chapters. So go through. You get a book and you go through a different chapter every week. Huh? Exactly. Cool. I like that. That's cool. Um, the, the first three months of last year, I just kind of picked topics on my, my what I was thinking of, and then use that. Uh, in January this year, I redid one of those topics. 
um, the, the the title was called From Profane to Mass in Mason 101 in, in Arizona. Yeah. You know, and I would go, you know, on this, it was those are the steps of becoming a master mason, and then we can do afterwards. Which is a medic. It's actually a very long presentation. Uh, very, I think it's a very good one to take fifty or sixty slides on PowerPoint. Wow. We used to just we used to just take the article and like just sit and read it through, discuss it, have questions. I changed the format by actually showing by buying like a projector, and I look at my computer and I project it into a wall, and so the entire text was actually on the the slides, but we never actually quote unquote read through them all the time. We would read a paragraph or two maybe. Um, but I would go off on tangents on things. I would explain little things because the book itself was dated literally about eighteen, about nineteen fifteen. And so be related to current day. Yeah, I'll do that. A lot of explain history behind what he was talking about. Oh, okay. Um, in one of the chapters, I remember it lists off about fifteen different Masonic authors. I use that opportunity to actually go through every single major author and like the, you know when they were born, the time frame, what books they read, they written, and a little about, I think a little like, you know one or two minute biography on this individual. Wow. So everyone got a you know, crash course on my side of authors. Like these are Waite, Gould, Mackey, Mackey, and you know all the different Alberts, you know Pike, things like that. It's like oh here's what here's the stuff that they written. Right. You know. Um, one person I forgot to mention was actually I think Benjamin Franklin. Right. Since he's considered, you know, he was one of the authors of the first encyclopedias uh, in America. Did he write any Masonic books or papers? He, he wrote. The, he helped co-write the uh, Encyclopedia of Masonry. Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't. That's why it says Franklin on it. Oh, okay. Um, it was one of the, it was one of the first one of the first encyclopedias in America was written by co-authored by him. Is that something you have any interest in writing or, or doing research papers or anything like that? I, I've actually done some. Well, just besides the, the trestle board things, I actually spend a lot of time on my trestle board announcements. Um, I might spend two to three hours, four hours on it wow. at a time. The one I just wrote, was, we're actually like a week late. I only spent maybe 15 minutes on it. Wasn't that much. Well, maybe three minutes. Um, I have proposed, I have written kind of one paper. It was a presentation I gave in last month's state meeting on the topic of silence. And then I turned it into actual paper. So, cause, cause, I don't know. Well, I also have 12, 13 PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> so you got a lot of material. And they're, they're big, they're, 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 these things, the shortest one is 40-something slides. The longest one about 60-something slides. I, I even was able to embed um, um, audio clips. Oh, not audio-visual clips. From it. I usually I, I take stuff from YouTube and actually translate it to um, my PowerPoint presentations as part of what I should call Masonic Media. What you mentioned before about uh, you know the fact that you've grown some and learning to present and to speak. Can you go into a little more detail? One of the things we say in Masonry about uh, we take good men and make them better. Yes. And I usually like to ask, is Mason, it's only been three years, and for me it's only been four. I'm yeah. only you know a little bit ahead. Um, has Masonry made you a better man? If so, how? I think you know. I think it has. Um, it's helped me to just just to see things from a different perspective. But also, I've been able to actually do stuff. Um, time that I could have been spending doing most likely idle things, I've been putting towards something better. For example, reading Masonic books. You know, I've been meeting. I meet good people, and just by virtue of being around better men um, that I respect and trust. I can, be, I can be, I feel like I'm a better person. I've been able to um, help them out, and they've helped me out just with 
certain questions and things. Um, I've been given an opportunity to, uh, one time I, I put together the, uh, the lodge, you know, picnic, which I kind of, I kind of have a big showing, but it was just something for me to do to uh, work on my organizational skills. Um, I think it was when God also with uh, ritual work, um, just the, the time I spent studying it and memorizing it, I think it's helped me help sharpen my mind and help sharpen my own personal discipline. Uh, my next big project with that is memorizing a lecture, which is no easy task to do. Right, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of just, just, just hard work. You can't just, uh, you can't, you know, crap that before. Stumble through it. You got you to work on it yeah. daily for months, yeah. for a month or two or three to get it. Uh, and he, what, what do you think the future holds for you in Freemason? What do you see yourself getting? Uh, it sounds like getting a lecture down is important. It sounds like you want to prepare to be able to move to the east if that's an opportunity. Yeah, most likely I will next year. What? Uh, any, any closing thoughts or any other memories you'd want to share? Oh, you know what? I don't know if I can, I can think of any one particular memory. I mean, it's been um, one thing. I, I, I never, I, I've advanced the church pretty quickly. And there's, there's only a few people I know who advanced as quickly as I have. Um, but, you know, I never, I never strove to be in a leadership position. It was just kind of put on me. And I was willing to take up the challenge to, to do it quickly. I was given an opportunity to stay in junior one spot for another year. And I said, you know, know what, I can... I can do it. I'll take it on myself. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. I look at, I look at it as a challenge. Yeah. And I want to attack it. So. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you.